righty, welcome back. Thank you so much for joining me. My name is Martin Grunberg. You have reached Habits to Goals. This is our exclusive mini-series, our breakthrough mini-series, how you, how we are going to make 2018 our best breakthrough year ever. If you're following along, and I know you, <laughs> I know you are. In fact, I'd recommend you jump back to week one if you're just joining us here. So let's recap that real quick. What was week one? Week one was about deciding. Week two was assessing, right? So we decided, we assessed, and then we went through, we laid this foundation based on our values, our mission, and our vision. Values, mission, and vision. And then in week four, we reviewed the essence of passion and purpose. And all of these weeks, you have a PDF tool. So that takes us to last week, energy and enthusiasm. Remember, um, RWE, Ralph Waldo Emerson, nothing great was ever achieved without enthusiasm. And of course, Twain's classic quote, what is a man or woman without energy? Nothing, nothing at all. All of these steps are in this hierarchy for a reason. There's a method to the madness here, and they have all led us to now step six, week six, goals. And now is the time to really hone in on our main goal for the year. Hopefully you can pin it down to one, shouldn't be more than three. And we're going to talk about why goals are so important. And we're just going to kind of hit the reset button because a lot of people think they know they're important. A lot of people don't know they're important. Um, a lot of people think they know how to set them and achieve them. Um, chances are if you're listening to this, it's because you're uh, you're curious and hopefully you're willing to learn. And, and all we do here is share lessons from experience. Nobody's giving advice. This is all experience-based. In fact, the habit factor, the essence of that is based purely on experience. So goals, let's talk about quickly. If if I were to ask you, and I'm going to go ahead and do that, why are goals so important? Okay. Well, since I can't hear you, I'm going to say correct. You know, uh, Tony Robbins has put it like this. Goals help us to create the future in advance. And you know, I like to kind of teach off of these quotes. You know, Zig Ziglar, the late great classic personal development legend, used to say, don't, <laughs> don't be a wandering generality. Try or do your best to be a meaningful specific. Goals allow you to be a meaningful specific. 
and maybe the most powerful quote. It's so powerful, I almost have like a half of 1% problem with it because it's, it's, it's very strong language, but we're going to go with it here just for effect. Brian Tracy put it like this. Success is goals. All else is commentary. So if you're driving, hopefully you're not driving off the road. You pull over and you ask yourself, do I have my goals written? I just cited three very strong thinkers, the three people who dedicated their lives to personal development. And Brian may be the top of the list in terms of uh, just pure content, audio programs, books. If you, and it's okay to challenge that thought, but give it, give it some real thought. Success is goals. All else is commentary. Slightly hard to argue with that when you think about the people you believe you deem to be successful. Are they not fulfilling their goals? Did they not have goals? And I think this is hard to argue. Success is goals, all else is commentary. To me, that's that's not exactly. To me, success is creating your ideal future. But frankly, that means you have goals and they're, they're changing and you're constantly moving towards your ideal future. You, in essence, almost never get there, which, of course, brings us back to Henry David Thoreau. If one advances confidently in the direction of his dreams and endeavors to live the life he has imagined, he or she, he will meet with a success unexpected in common hours. They're all saying the same thing. We we have to, and I hate to say you have to do anything, we have to have goals. The reason I'll venture to say a lot of us don't or we have vague goals or we have kind of nice ideas or wishes or dreams is because, A, sometimes they're scary, B, we're not sure how to achieve them, which is going to be coming up in week seven, eight. And of course, I think we're going to throw in perhaps a niner. But so, so they're afraid of them. They don't know how to achieve them. They don't know how to set them. And that's hence the purpose of the 28 day breakthrough, hence the purpose of these steps. Um, And so that is exactly what we're doing here. The first step, though, is, and I should have said this, the first reality is they don't know the value. They don't understand the real value of goal setting. As soon as you begin to understand it's tied to your ultimate, quote unquote, success, it's easy to see the value. So without seeing the value, they don't set them. Then they set them and they're unsure and they don't set them correctly. All of these add up to you have a big heaping pile of 
<laughs> goals are incredibly valuable. You must be setting them. And with that, as I said, we're going into, in the coming weeks, a very specific methodology that you can practice at any time to achieve your most important goals. And again, that's what the 28-day breakthrough is. That's what the course is all about. That's what these steps are all about. And this is all coming to you entirely for free. I'm going to leave you with this thought around goals. It comes again from Jim Rohn. You've heard me share this before. The main value of a goal is not necessarily even the achievement of the goal, but who you must become, who you must become in order to achieve your goal. In other words, what is your character going to be? And of course, that is the beautiful segue to habit. And that is the great differentiator, my friend, of why the habit factor has been so successful helping people achieve their goals. The focus is on habit. There's a lot of confusion out there. Some people think habits are better than goals. First of all, seven years ago, they rarely even correlated habit with goals. But now they're thinking habits are better than goals. And all of that is a ginormous mistake. Habits and goals work together. You set the goal, you align the habits. Again, that's what we're getting into next week. But for now, your exercise, you're going to get a PDF with this, how to set your goal. This is not SMART goals. You can go back and search on my take on SMART goals real quickly. I will just tell you, the challenge with SMART goals is they leave you with a to-do list. They do not focus on core recurring behaviors. So that's a whole prior episode. You can, you can dig that up. But we're not going to attack our goals with a to-do list. We're going to simplify the process and get immediate momentum. But the first step is identifying the goals, getting specific, writing them down, revisiting them, and then we're going to keep moving. So I know I hit you with a lot, and I kind of moved through that fairly quickly. Um, but frankly, we, <laughs> we have to uh, keep moving here. So there you go. Now you know why goals are so critical. And from here, again, next week we move into uh, how it is habit alignment and following PAR is going to get us there. So thank you very much. I hope you had a terrific holiday season, a great Christmas or Kwanzaa or Hanukkah, whatever it is you're celebrating, and I will see you next week. See ya. Just how misunderstood is pressure as a subject, particularly when it comes to our productivity, performance, and even, incredibly, peace of mind? Well, here's a quote from a recently published book, Performing Under Pressure, 
In fact, this is more than just a quote. It appears to be the author's main thesis. The bottom line, pressure is the enemy of success. It undermines performance and helps us fail. The paragraph goes on to cite many supportive instances, such as pilots, surgeons, and air traffic controllers making errors, or professional athletes missing their usual shots while under pressure. Pressure, the book asserts, is more than a nemesis. It is a villain in our lives. Wow, that's powerful language. It's understandable why the vast majority of people, and even these authors, might think this way about pressure. On the surface, pressure certainly appears to be the enemy. However, if we look deeper, we discover that pressure, much like what we discovered about habit in The Habit Factor, is neither good nor bad. Pressure is an entirely neutral, supernatural force. Taken a step further due to its preeminence within our lives, it would hardly be fruitful to view pressure as the enemy. If pressure were truly the enemy, then we might as well pack up and head home. It's time to surrender. We can't possibly win, right? If we were to follow such a pervasive misunderstanding, that pressure is evil, a nemesis, and a villain, we should make every attempt to avoid it, right? And unfortunately, Doing so would not only prove frustrating and fruitless, but would greatly inhibit our creativity, productivity, and ultimately even impair our personal growth. Even the wealthiest of parents who want the very best for their children will go out of their way to ensure their kids experience some real-life pressures, such as chores or a summer job, with the hope that they'll reap all the associated benefits that come with challenge and hard work. Discipline and responsibility come to mind. There's even a famous Japanese proverb that underscores this point. Adversity is the foundation of virtue. To be clear, we are not referring to negative peer pressure or bullying, but rather life pressure. Things such as work, chores, and responsibility. Knowing that is the type of pressure that teaches children important life lessons that help forge their character and will serve them long into the future. The idea that pressure is a villain or the enemy of success ultimately proves untenable in the real world. Rather, if we choose to look deeper into pressure, what we find is that it demands our careful consideration, understanding, and even ultimately, our appreciation. The same kind of appreciation you freely give to your greatest passions. After all, what is more important than your most pressing goals? Understanding how pressure is the fuel to help you achieve those goals is vital. Not even a reality TV star avoids pressure all the time, as my daughter once asserted. In fact, some might even argue that due to appearances, contract obligations, etc., a celebrity may experience even greater pressures than the average citizen. To view pressure another way, consider the simple act of problem-solving. Any problem, by definition, involves an existing state, condition, and a desired end state, ideal condition. The objective or goal is to bridge that gap. It's worth noting that the gap itself, the delta, is what instantly generates a sense of tension, or to use its synonym, pressure. 
And since humans are naturally creative and problem-solving creatures, their ability to channel pressure to solve problems makes them unique. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible.com. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from. If there's one thing I know, and I think Jim Rohn was the one who said this originally, in five years, the difference in your life will be largely based upon two things, the books you've read and the relationships you have fostered. Doesn't it make sense to take advantage of the downtime, whether you're on the road, on a run, in the gym, kill a couple birds with one stone, get a book going. It's phenomenal. It's I, The more people I turn on to it, the more uh, compliments I get. Not that I've actually done anything. 180,000 titles to choose from. You get one free book a month, 30% off any other book. Again, check it out. AudibleTrial.com forward slash habits to goals. I'm going to say that again real quick. AudibleTrial.com forward slash habits to goals. And that is the number two. And of course, when you support our sponsors, you are supporting the show. So thank you again. I am extremely grateful. We'll see you at the next episode.